And that's how the theme song goes. Hey, welcome back to C plus. Nope. <laughs> what is this show called? Uh, this is the Constitutionals podcast. 20, 30 seconds in. And I've already cracked everything up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, welcome back to the Constitutionals podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. This, if you didn't know, is the premier podcast for the website cpluscomedy.com, where there's a bunch of stuff for comedy. It's a place. Go to it. I, I suggest if you're listening to this podcast, you're on your computer, go to the go go to the go to the go to the website right now. Right now. Dare you. Double dare you. Read whatever's up there, but try to pay attention to what I'm saying right now, even though a lot of it is not not very eloquent. Uh, let's get into it. Let's just hop right into it, everybody. The Emmys happened last night. If you're listening to this, the recording of this, <laughs> the day it comes out, then the Emmys happened about two days ago, and things happened, and I knew who wins, you knew who wins, and nothing was a surprise, except a lot of it was really surprised. We knew Veep was going to be one of the best comedies. We knew Handmaid's Tale was going to take home a lot of stuff. As uh, as we, we also knew that Big Little Lies going to do a lot, and uh, but uh, very surprising, Donald Glover won some things, uh, which I'm very I'm very mad at, happy for him, but I'm very mad that Anthony Anderson and Blackish and Tracy Ellis Ross were shut out again. So if Blackish goes on for another season, not next season, but the season after that. Tracy Ellis Ross should definitely, because Julia Ray Driver is going to win for a Veep in the last year, of course. She's won for every year she's been in the freaking show. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, but I, I think Anthony Anderson should have won. I'm very mad, disappointed. Miami bracket was ruined. Now I know how people who do the March Madness brackets feel. They're comparable. It's the same thing. It's, it's all comparable. It's fine. Sterling K. Brown did a great job. Fantastic man. I look up to him. He's a, a very cool guy. Glad he won. He, of course, is going to win for best actor. I had him up there in my bracket. Ooh, I got so many points for him. One point. I got one whole point for him. <laughs> uh, well, another thing. Another thing that was very surprising to me was this Black Miro, 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 Black Miro crap. How gosh darn the heck did this happen? Very angry that this happened at all in the first place. I don't understand how this how this Black Mirror thing would beat out the likes of pretty much everything else that was better than it. Anyway, that doesn't make sense. Then Ann Dowd, Ann Dowd came back, killed everybody, went, won it all. I'm very surprised, as did Alexander Skarsgård. I'm surprised people who were so sensitive to the topic of uh, the character that he played, uh, a wife beater, <laughs> that that all the Emmy voters would vote for him. I don't know. I think there are better... Actors in that category, but he did a fantastic job, which means that everybody else had to be exemplary. And then last week tonight, of course, was getting its licks in because people suck that show up. And Full Frontal went home empty-handed, even though Full Frontal is the best late-night show out there. You know, it's probably because they go on vacation for 19 weeks out of the year straight. They don't come back. Yeah, I don't even think I watched that episode all summer. No, they were there all summer. It's fine. Uh, but that's the Emmys. I don't want to talk about the Emmys because they already happened and I knew who's going to win in the first place because I'm very good at that stuff. Okay, let's move on to, uh, let's, let's get on. Vice Principals is back on HBO and it's just a show that, that, that returns and it, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the better comedy shows out there. It's 
created by Jody Hill and Danny McBride, starring Danny McBride and Walton Goggins as two guys who are both co-vice principals, wanted to be a real principal, and that's the end of that. But it's very dirty, very dark, and it's as as uh, whoa, anxiety-inducing as, what was that other show they did? The Kenny Powers one, Eastbound and Down. Oh my gosh. I, I love how, my favorite thing about Danny McBride and his characters is that every time something happens to the character, no matter how how Neanderthal-like the character acts, no matter how brazen he is, no matter how rude he is, he always lands on his feet, and people always still love him. And I think that's so very funny. I, I, I love it for no reason at all. The characters come back, they say, ah, you know what? Kenny Powers, we like you. We still like you, you, you lummox. No one uses that term anymore, lummox. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> so, I hate my life. Uh, so, yeah, Vice Principal is back. I think it's a, a wonderful show. You should definitely check it out. They shot it all. And you probably know this. If you're, if, if you're listening to this and you care about any of that, you probably know that they shot it all at once about a year and a half ago. And uh, breaking news, Toys R Us might declare bankruptcy this week. Wow. <laughs> I'm paying attention. I'm talking and I'm reading the news at the same time. But anyway, uh, Vice Principals uh, is one of the is one. Of, it's such a funny show, such a great show. And they sh- they re- originally wrote as a movie. And then they said, hey, let's make it a TV show. Uh, D- McBride and Jody Hill. And uh, prior to that, I read an interview where uh, with the New York Times, Danny McBride said that they moved they he and his family and actually he and jody hill's entire production company just moved to south carolina like just recently did so and because it's just easier to be out there la's hard raising kids in la it's hard raising kids in new york you always hear that if you listen to podcasts and read interviews like i do uh but and i mean and they moved to south carolina he's closer to me and I just wish, Danny, if you're listening to this, you give me a job. And it, I think it would be great if you and I work together. So what I'm really saying is hire me, please. Um, yeah, that's very cool that they did that. And uh, it really shows because Vice Principals <laughs> looks like it was shot somewhere in the South. And Danny McBride still has his Southern twang about him, still has that drawl in his, ma- in his mouth. In his mouth is what I said. Also, I just finished Bo Jack Horseman, the newest season. Uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful season, wonderful season. And they they did so many things right, so many things right, so many things that were better than the last one. And you know what? I didn't hear a lot of media hype behind this one. I think there's a lot of a lot of nuance, nuance. A lot of when a, when a Netflix show comes out. And it only happens with Netflix. There are so many great shows across so many different networks and so many different streaming platforms. And by so many different streaming platforms, I mean just the three main ones and none of the other ones. But the when when a Netflix show releases, there's this there's this energy behind it because it's a show on Netflix. And even if it has one famous person, you, you hear everyone in the world talking about it, and it's insane. Uh, another Will Arnett show, Flaked. I don't know why I was going to say that. Uh, Ozark. Uh, uh, shows that aren't starring Arrested Development go stars. Um, F is for Family. When that show came out, everybody's talking about Bill Burr and a cartoon show is going to be great. And then it just turned out to be, to me, of course, this is my opinion, it turned out to be uh, pretty subpar because it was just a cartoon where he was saying the F word a lot and it really wasn't telling anything 
a heartfelt story or anything. So <sighs> there we go. There we have it. But BoJack Horseman, fantastic show. It's about a man horse. Horse. He's a horse. That's a. They're all. There's <laughs> animals. There's fifty percent animals, fifty percent humans. Humans sleep with animals, and they all talk, and everybody talks, and they're all they're all people. They all walk up on their feet, and all that stuff. Two paws, two hands, two legs, whatever is what I've been saying. And uh, BoJack is a horse. He's famous, and he's he's I don't know curt- curtailing his, his uh, fame. Anyway, he's a he's a it's a funny show. It's sometimes depressing, sometimes not depressing, but you know. But this season, really changed everything they did they changed up the style a lot they had a lot of i don't want to say flashbacks but like side sideways backs side backs you remember that season of lost where they started going sideways in time uh side timelines and that's essentially what they were doing but anyway they but for bojack horseman they started changing up the animation style when they were telling a different story or they would you they're utilizing uh, going back in time and having them. I don't want to ruin anything, but the second to last episode, it takes place all from Bojack's mom's perspective. And it's about her growing up and how she has basically a form of memory face blindness and crazy, insane story. Uh, but they did one thing. I think about two episodes before the finale, or maybe it was in that 11th episode I was just talking about, it did one thing that I thought was pretty smart in that they revealed, so the the running theme, theme, yeah, the running theme of the entire season for BoJack is he has a daughter and now he has to not just, not find who the mother is, but find who the, I don't know, find find out what kind of parent he's going to be. And so, throughout the, so he's dealing with this throughout the season, and which and the first three episodes, it's kind of like, I don't want to get off too much tangent, but the first three episodes are kind of like they're all from different perspectives. So the first episode is uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's running for governor, and Diane's dealing with that because she doesn't want him to run for governor. Second episode deals with Todd, I think, uh, and then the third episode deals with Princess Carolyn. And then Bojack comes back in that third episode or something like that. I don't remember and I don't care to look it up because I am lazy, even though I'm sitting in front of a laptop. So, <laughs> but I think, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful show. And, um, and so anyway, so he's dealing with the theme of him trying to find if he can be adult enough to take care of a 17 year old uh, child who's voiced by Aparna Nincherla. And I think I'm pronouncing her last name wrong, but she's a very funny comedian and I could tell it was her by the first line she said because she still she has an accent and it's uh, and she's a very very distinctive very distinctive and that's what you want very comedian um, and I I mean that the dearest the sen- the dearest of senses of ways is what I was trying to say oh my god I think I'm dying over here uh, like the like the Showtime show I am dying up here Di- dying up here on the mic. Show got picked up for his second season. It wasn't very funny. It's a show about com- comedies, comedians. It wasn't very funny, but whatever. To each their own. I'm just saying, if R.J. Siler's in it, I'm going to watch it. And if Eric Griffin's in it, I'm also going to watch it. And I think that's everybody I know in that show. Oh, Clark's Duke's in it. Clark's Duke's. If Clark Duke's in it, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch that show good. Bono, where are my t-shirts? Uh, so, so BoJack Horseman. I finished it. 
Uh, and that was, but they, so the one thing that they did that really, that made me, that, that made me really appreciate it was they revealed who the mother was pretty much essentially in the, uh, in the last the episodes are half an hour long. So in the f- last two episodes, they basically in the first five minutes of the last, of the second to last episode, they said, here's the mom, uh, <laughs> or no, 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 it was somewhere in there. It's probably in the last five minutes. But they said, here's the mom. And then you say, oh, okay, great. Well, now I just dropped a pack of batteries. I'm sorry. Uh, then, you, then you to yourself, you're saying, oh, okay. Well, now we just have to wait for the hero to find out. And Bojack's the hero, of course, in that story. Then we have to wait for him to find out who it is. And then he comes upon uh, the revel- revelation. And then, boom, you go. There you go. Uh, but it's a wonderful show. Watch it. Give it a give it a go. It's the only show on Netflix that I ever fell. Well, no, no, no. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's the only show. I was gonna say it was the only show that I ever fell for the hype, but I definitely did fall for the first two seasons hype of Orange and New Black. Have since stopped watching it because it is a very crappy show and it's not a comedy. And they tr- and they won Golden Globe for comedy, and that is garbage. Other shows out there who should have won. Like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend this year, they better win. Or the next Golden Globes, they better win. They better win. I love Rachel Bloom. She's so great. All right, moving on to the happy endings. I want to talk about happy endings. I know I've, ta- I've probably talked about it before. Uh, but yesterday I watched. I, so what I do is there's a bunch of shows that I, I have constantly on repeat. The Simpsons, as always. I watch that at least 12 times a week. <laughs> And those, are, I mean, when I say times, I mean hours. And f- that's for the Simpsons. And then Happy Endings, I watch at least once a week. At least once a week. At least, uh, it's not just one episode. It's usually one or two episodes. It's two episodes at a time. Uh, it used to be Friends. I used to watch Friends a lot. And then it's, it's the show that comes on on TBS every single day. So I stopped watching it too much. Uh, 30 Rocket Parts and Rec used to be up there as well. I had to slow down on those. But it's just the Simpsons and Happy Endings, I keep... I keep uh, rewatching, and I just love them so much. And it's it's not hard to go back to the first season of Happy Endings, and just watch a show that you love. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just it feels good. Uh, yeah, let me let's slow it down real quick. This is not good. Let's just slow it down. This is the twenty third episode. This is the twenty third episode of the Constitutionals. And I was thinking about this earlier when I was at work, and I I thought I said to myself, and I was in the bathroom, of course, when I said this out loud, uh, while I was uh, touching my dangle, I said, "Man, I've done twenty some odd episodes of Constitutionals. What? And then and then this year, I've also done the the, it's the fourth birthday of the podcast, all and of the TV of the what? What do we have? What is this? A website? The fourth episode of the website for." <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. It's the fourth year of the website. And then it is the, I think it's the third year. I don't know. And then I did 150 episodes. Right now I'm like on 157, but I did 150 episodes of News Time. And I think, why? Why do I continue to do this? Why? It doesn't make sense for someone to continue. I've been, I've been doing news time, not news time. What is this? The constitutionals. I've been doing the constitutionals for nearly half a year and three weeks. It'll be half a year. And I do not remember anything I said beyond the last three episodes. (laughs) 
I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything before the horrible episode, which was episode 19, I think. Then apparently, I started this in April. This is insane. I started doing this weekly in April. God, and I've got 20 subscribers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for the experience. You should enjoy. You should enjoy this while it lasts, because one, you're gonna look back in 40 years when I finally hit it big time. <laughs> I just get really sad. And head back, wait, wait, and say, "Oh man, I listened to him when he was 24 years old. Now he's he's 84, and he's finally hit it big." Oh my gosh, oh man, God, do I love doing this though? It's so weird. It's always it's 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 fun to just sit down in front of this nice microphone and just say whatever I feel like saying. It does. It does feel good. I think I enjoyed it. And I enjoy this. I enjoy everything I do. Uh, now, typically, typically at the end of the episode, I'm going to start doing one thing. I'll start doing two things, actually. Uh, I'm going to try to get more interviews so I can put them at the end of these stupid podcasts. And also, I, I got a nice little ending song. That's the that's the rest of the th- It's actually the end of the theme song. It's so, <laughs> a little, little behind the scenes trick that I do. For news time, when I had the when I started get using the theme song, I, I a couple of, a couple of months ago I think maybe a year I started using an outro, and so the theme song is the beginning the themes the be- <laughs> the openings thirty seconds to news time is the beginning of a song, and then the last twenty seconds of news time is the ending of the song. And so I'm doing the same thing for constitutionals. And I think it is, I think it's good. I think it's a good way to uh, put a little cap on everything. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think, I, I think I'm going to keep doing it. It's just it's, it, the best, the best thing about the seven of you that are listening. <laughs> I see the numbers, 20 subscribers, seven listeners. <laughs> the best thing about having such low viewership on everything is that a you can do whatever you want b you can just test things which kind of goes in with you can do whatever you want and c no one's no one's listening so i can pretty much say whatever i i can curse on here but i choose not to because this is a platform that i hope is one day monetized (laughs) will it be who knows? Same thing for news time. I've kind of cur- I've kind of cut the cursing on that one as well, uh, and and the stories aren't really focused on you know the comedy world per se. But that I'm moving on to I moved on. I'm moving on. <laughs> I would say I don't remember an episode of news time that was just about comedy. Uh, I move. I've I've already moved on to to bigger to bigger stories. Just like this week, this week's episode is about. Uh, Amazon had was can is can canceled. Amazon recently renewed. I think I would say in July they renewed a show called Z: The Beginning of Everything, which is about Zelda Fitzgerald, who's F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife. And it was just a show. I never really seen it. I saw the trailer. I thought it looked fancy. I thought it looked something like Netflix would do. I thought it was something that you know, Hulu would do. I thought it was something that HBO would do. Showtime, Cinemax, all those prestige networks. And Amazon thought the same thing until they, so they gave it a second season and and then July. And then last week, if you're listening to this, when this comes out last week, they said, no, we're done. (laughs) 
We're <laughs> don't give Z another season. We take it back. Can we renege? So apparently, I want to. I would please watch News Time because I spent a lot of time on that, and I think it's a really good episode. Uh, but basically, the gist of it is that Jeff Bezos says we're not going to do that anymore. That was a that that show was too niche. Same thing with the other F. Scott Fitzgerald show. Again, don't know why they have that. They have two F. Scott Fitzgerald shows. Not anymore. But they canceled uh, Last Tycoon. That also that had Kelsey Grammer in it and some other people that I didn't really know. But that also looked very prestige. Hour-long dramas that are just too niche. Is That's the issue. That was the biggest issue. So they said, no, we're not doing this anymore. So he, there's a write-up on Variety with two writers. And basically, in the, in the write-up, in the feature, it said that Roy Price, Amazon Studios head chief man, was tasked by Jeff Bezos, the billionaire Jeff Bezos, one of the one of the richest men in the world. Billionaire Jeff Bezos said, find me Game of Thrones. And I don't think he doesn't understand TV. I know he's older than me and he probably has a better business sense than I do, but boy does he not understand TV. He just said, find me Game of Thrones. And so now they're looking for Game of Thrones. And so basically the shows that that recently premiered uh, the Grand Tour, which came on last year, and then Man of High Castle, which has been lauded for the past two and a half years, and then the new Tick series, those have been doing well because they have, quote-unquote, global appeal. So that's what Amazon's trying to do. They're just trying to find global appeal. And so it's <laughs> what I'm getting at is it's stories like that that I really find interesting. <laughs> and that's why I do news time once a week because... Uh, it keeps me on. It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me able to continually write some to write something that that's able to just essentially stand out and be, you know, a news story that I don't know that some that some cable network would do or some uh, I don't know that your your John Oliver's or your Samantha Bees or your Seth Meyers might do. You know, because Seth Meyers is his closer look segment, and I think those are brilliant. I don't, I don't watch them because, <laughs> quite frankly, they talk too much about politics, and I get enough of that at the news station. So, uh, but I think, I, but I think it, it, he does, he does exemplary work on that. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's great. Same thing with Samantha B. The way that her and her correspondents are able to cut those pieces, or the Daily Show, or whatever Jordan Klepper is probably going to do the same thing at that Colbert and. John Stewart's Daily Show did. It's all wonderful. So, bigger stories for a smaller audience. But I'm doing. But I'm essentially doing the the opposite. I'm not doing. I'm not doing what Amazon's doing. I'm not doing. Uh, I'm not doing global appeal stories. I'm doing stories that, like you know, Samantha B. That that are just on a smaller, well, smaller scale. But mine are obviously on a smaller scale. But uh, mine are. But the ones that I find are usually driven by something I've read or something that I've seen. And I think, Oh, this is going to be great. Like, like next week's episode of news time, which <laughs> every episode of news time is, <laughs> is always wrote on the same day and shot on the same day, but edited three days later. It that's how it mostly happens. I it's, I'm so, it's not that I'm lazy, but it's also because when you're working several part-time jobs and you, and you got to write something down and you're not driven to do that at that moment. Uh, sometimes I want to write news time on Wednesday, but I can't. Sometimes I do. Uh, sometimes I write on Thursday and sometimes I shoot it on Friday night because you know, I'm not doing anything else. So 
that's what happens. So this week I'm probably going to write, I've already planned out. I've, I have a list. I have tons of episodes, not tons. I have, uh, over, you know, a dozen, maybe 20 episodes that I want to do, uh, with stories I want to do, but I'm still, I'm waiting on them. And there's this one that's coming out next week. I've been planning for it since I would say July or June, June or July. I think it was June. No, it was before it had to be May. It was before the birthday before I started playing for the birthday, which they both, they basically came out at the same time. Um, but it's, uh, Hulu and Amazon both got one, got ABC's TGIF shows. And then the other one got a bunch of CBS's shows. And I'm just going to do something about that. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. And that's another thing I see. I can, I can, I can get, I can get a whole bunch of uh, links together that basically are, uh, I don't want to put a pun on this, but linked together. And uh, that's an IGN show. And <laughs> so stupid. I hate every moment of my life. And I can just get a bunch of links together and then I can think, okay, that's going to have to do with something. So maybe I can, I can somehow work through this. And then eventually I get the idea. Sometimes it doesn't happen all the time. But I get the idea and I go, oh, this is how it works. This is how it works. I'm going to put these together and this is going to be a story about how to get a, well, not how to get, but how a a first look deal works. So there you go. I just, I think that's, that's, that's wonderful. I think, I, of course, I think that's wonderful. And that's just how, that's just how my brain works. So, uh, but anyway, I've rambled on for possibly too long. You know what? We made it through another episode of the Constitutionals and that's all I thank God for. Thank God for a lot of other things, but that's one of the things I think for. Thank you for getting us through a sloppy episode of this podcast with at least 15 subscribers and nine listens. Number changes all the time. It's less than 20 guys. Uh, so if you like this show for some reason, if you like this stupid, stupid show, please Head to the website cpluscomedy.com. You can go to http colon backslash backslash www.cpluscomedy.com. Spell out plus, please. That's a stupid joke. For all the latest news, reviews, features, interviews, all that other good comedy stuff that only I can provide you with, you can follow us on Twitter at cpluscomedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Please go hit that like button. Go to Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash C plus comedy. Again, you have to spell out the plus, but and but just pretend that you're actually it's a plus sign. But but you actually have to spell it out because you can't use a plus in the URL. Just go there. Go to Facebook.com slash C plus comedy. Search C plus comedy on your Facebooks. Search it on Twitters. You hit that tweet button, you hit that follow button, you hit that like button. You are gonna be surprised with so many gosh darn gifts. One one time a day, I will upload a story. <laughs> Sometimes I upload interviews and videos. You just click, you click the like button, and you just click on the links, and that's all I that's all I got. That's all you gotta do. Uh, you can you can also head to YouTube.com/slash C plus comedy. You can follow us there. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can watch. News app, news episodes, news time, news time is what it's called. You can watch news time. You can watch the documentary series on comedy. You can watch uh, other series that I have up there. I'm sure there's other things I have up there that I don't touch anymore because it's so hard. It's not hard. It's just that 
You know, again, I'm working a lot for no money. And it sucks. But I'm going to keep doing it because one day something's going to happen. And that's how life goes. And that is a quote from Little Uzi, Little Uzi Vert. He says, that's how life goes. The way, What's that song called? The Way Life Goes? That's a good song off of his last album. Go, It's great. And listen to the song Unfazed by the, with The Weeknd. It's Lil Uzi Vert featuring The Weeknd, Unfazed. Great song. <laughs> That's how I pimp everything else. Okay. Oh, jeez. I just hit the desk with my thumb. All right. Anyway, that's the end. Uh, thank you for listening. I very much appreciate it. Seriously, this is great. I love doing this. And I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.